Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Raw Review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the Dudley Boys of What Culture. Michael Hamlet and Michael Sidgwick here to review everything that happened on last night's episode of Monday Night Raw. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on uh, Apple Podcasts, yeah. Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review Raw but also SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT. Do bit. Oh, they use premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a really good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Hamlet and Sidgwick to review Monday Night Raw. I quite liked it actually. I enjoyed this show, and uh, I thought the uh, the way they cleverly removed the Money in the Bank briefcase <laughs> was actually quite sensible and logical and well booked. Actually, Papa H, at least. Fail against Roman. Yes. If he's going to fail and you want it away from him, at least, and I dislike Austin Theory quite immensely, at least have him fail against Roman. Like, for God's sake, the whole company exists at this point to put him over. Don't miss a trick putting him over. Like, what an asshole he looked. It was genuinely perversely amusing. Absolute promotional malpractice, strictly speaking. Hideous booking could not make you think any less of the character twice, <laughs> at least at least if you're going to do this. And yes, they were always going to do this because he's just not ready for the spot. Mm. There's no way he's going to beat Roman. Um, maybe he's just not the guy yet, and he never was, and all the rest of it. At least, at least, if you're going to do the failed cash-in, and they should at least do it against Roman. What a joke this was. It was, And I laughed at it. <laughs> like, Rome, it's a really easy piece of booking, isn't it? Roman is down and out, maybe uh, something's happened, and he's decided inexplicably to go out to the ring on his own, and then Sammy can make the save, and then you've got a decent little story there. Of like, oh, bollocks, you know, the Usos and Solos have been taken out, but Sammy's still there for the bloodline, and I, he's excusable yeah, at least. I get it, I get it, I get it on some level. Like, this was used as a ploy, a device, to babyface Seth Rollins, right? That's... Probably a better idea in this warped lens through which we view it all than making Roman Reigns feel like the babyface because they want him to be the heel. Still, as you said, there's a million different directions they could have played with the bloodline where Sammy finally messes up. The one last mess up, and that could act as the angle that pivots towards the Roman-Sammy feud. 
right, where Sami Zayn nearly messes it up for mm. Roman. Obviously, you don't want to strap Theory up. No. You don't want to belt him. But the hint that he might have, because of Sami being a bit too eager or just a bit inept, then that could catalyze the big story that everyone wants. Do it that way. Don't do it this way if you expect anyone to take this uh, prick seriously. I just, uh, this broke me. Like, I know I've been coming in here recently, and people say, oh, you should be more positive, and I, I like to think that we do try. Do you? We try, what? Or to us in general. Yes. I was going to say, you're too positive, if anything. This is the thing, I'm, try, I'm trying Excellent. to be the, 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 yeah, actually. the, the, the you know, the, the emphasis for that sort of thing. And I looked at this, and like, do you remember a while back, certainly during the pandemic, we'd have conversations about how we'd wake up and immediately go on Twitter, and it'd be like, oh, that's a really bad way to start the yeah. day. Because you don't go on and see, like, or I did this morning, but like a funny video of a monkey jacking it at the zoo. Or <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! This no. morning. This morning. It was, it was on a, like a safari park, and oh. his parents are like going, like, oh, look, look, children. And he's just, like, <laughs> no. you see something, it just makes you angry. And it's like, that's not the way to start the day. Mm. It's happened to get it happened to me today. So I after that, when we had that conversation during the pandemic, I was like, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not going on Twitter first thing. I'm gonna at least have some Weetabix or something yeah. before I do that. I went on today. Oh my god. Because I was like, oh cool. You know, sometimes I'll go on and go, I thought Raw was quite good actually. And you're like, what are you talking about? It's awful. And I was like, that's fine, that's a fun little discourse and what have you. Literally, I was like, how can anyone think this this raw generally was good? It was such a piss take, I thought. It was, it was like, there was some good wrestling and some good storyline development on this. Right, that's just the bare, bare bones of a wrestling show. That's exactly hey, he gets it! <laughs> but Six years of podcasting, <laughs> nearly, and he finally gets it. But literally, I went on and saw, saw genuinely some people going, this was a good move, actually. Like, takes the money in the bank out of the picture, right? Well, that's killed the money in the bank then, if it wasn't dead already. Like, we were just looking this morning about how they've butchered it in recent years of just like, oh, yeah, just yeah, give it over. It's not funny. Isn't it? uh, and then you lose it. And then the guy goes, I'm one of those bollocks. Um, they're like, uh, oh, actually, that opens it up to, um, you know, other belts conversations. Why? Why? If, it, it's like saying you could have, you could, it's almost like saying, and if you're a football team, you uh, win this competition, you can play, play in any competition you want, which means you could go and play in League Two if you want. Why would you want to go and play in League Two or go and play in the <laughs> Premier League? What? You could literally, the bloke you are cashing in on used it to go into the, sorry, I'm smashing the desk up, used it to go into the main event of WrestleMania. And you've gone, actually, in the middle of bump, nowhere in the state, actually, I want to cash in there on a random roar because now it's been planned. Looks far. <laughs> where even is that? No Pennsylvania. Idea. Pennsylvania. Sounds tri-state-y. Yeah. Sounds like it's out of the office, actually. Yes, <laughs> uh, Looks by Boston. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Old Boston, Pennsylvania. I, I wound myself. That's a what's it? I wound myself up so much this morning because it was like I was like, so he's, he's failed the cash in for you United States title, and then I was like, wait a second, he used to be United States champion, so it's not even that, and it's obviously the world champion stuff that you pointed out there, Sage. And then I for some reason went, Arr. so you could have given the money in the back briefcase to. I'm not saying you should have done it, but. Drew McIntyre or or Sami Zayn or Riddle or anyone you would actually think maybe they've got a shot. We never said from the moment he won the briefcase, he's going to be world champion. And they jobbed him out with the idea of like, well, when he does cash in and win, eh, everyone will forget all of the crap. They've just buried him. They've ruined the briefcase. And <sighs> you're a canine. It's, 
You forget things that happened the previous day. It's <laughs> just wake up anew. Literally was an open challenge for the belt. And I saw someone on Twitter say, yeah, but he cashed in when Seth Rollins was vulnerable. Right. Why wouldn't you just go and cave his fucking skull in with a chair, right? Answer the open challenge. Think, oh, oh I might win this. Oh, I'm not going to win, actually. Right. Shot to the balls. Ten chair shots straight to the dome. And then I'll actually cash in for that. Not actually doing oh, that, but you know what I mean. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It was atrocious, this. Yeah, it was terrible. It was, it, Austin Theory has been buried by Triple H worse than Triple H was buried by WWE in 1996. <laughs> yes. Right, and I'm, that's just to say, not at all. Not actually. at all, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's easy to track that he wasn't buried, in fact. You're going to have to learn to eat a lot of shit and like the taste of it. How much shit, Vince? About one tiny nugget of shit, Paul. Oh, thanks. Right, I'm fine. Are we good again? Yeah, let's go. Intercontinental champion. Uh, getting on pay-per-view before Steve Austin, actually. Even though he won the King of the Ring, actually. Who got actually punished, actually? Um, I went home last night with a... We record the Raw uh, preview at the end of the my working day, and I went home with a little bit of guilt. Like, I had a pang of guilt thinking, well, I know there was nothing for us to talk about, but even then, within the half an hour that we need to get that advert in the middle, I was thinking, did we really... Fill the time well. You know why? We Be- talked about football. We did. But it's because I've got professional pride, which apparently Triple H doesn't anymore because this Raw, and, and like we've obviously covered so much of the the Austin Theory, Money in the Bank problems already. This was already off a cliff before the Austin Theory cash-in. This was a terrible, terrible Raw with a bunch of terrible segments and terrible developments long before this useless conclusion. The Money in the Bank thing... the. Like, I think, like, all the points you've raised there, Wilborn, are totally valid. But WWE never, when it comes to briefcase especially, it's never as logical as it really needs to be because guys get beat up with chairs and put through tables all the time, and yet there's only that one time that the person cashes in. They could cash in 52 weeks a year, and it's always that one for whatever reason. They've proven with Otis and The Miz that they will give the briefcase to somebody else if they don't like it. So it's not just that, whether well, it could have been Drew, or it could have been Sammy, or it could have been Kevin Owens, or whoever. It could have been, been Johnny. Sammy. Could have been, been Sammy for about five years. But could have been Johnny. Heal that Triple H likes, give him, a, give him it. Yeah. Could have been anybody, and they didn't even do that. It's, it's they fake. They, they didn't can think, make it up. Yeah, they didn't think Cross, let's, I'm not saying it should have been, but carrying Cross, for Let's have a briefcase match for, for reasons. And they didn't even bother with that. They thought this is the way to do it because of that point that Sidgwick's making of just, well, nobody would buy Roman, so we have to do something else instead. Just give it to somebody else that people might buy against Roman in a five-minute TV match. And even if Roman wins, so what? There's no... It, it's tricky, but there's not as much dishonour in losing your money in the bank cashing as people make out. Especially if, say, you're a babyface and you call your shot. You know, if you just... Yeah. You were maybe stupid not to cash in, but you're a good guy. So that there's nothing wrong in saying, I want a main event Raw next week, or I want a main event this pay-per-view. They could have done it. There was a million ways. That's the point. That briefcase should be, and was initially, this fantastic ideas generation tool that, like, encouraged so much fantasy booking. When, like, you know, you've pitched Sami Zayn to win it probably the last three years now. But this year was the most potent, right? Because the whole point was he goes in just to win it to protect Roman. And that was a story for then. And we all knew full well that the longer he has the briefcase, the more you can start staring at it and say, well, how much are you still protecting him? He could have not even had the briefcase. The briefcase could have been forgotten about as a plot device. And then we are where we are now with the bloodline. And then somebody was like, he's still got that though, hasn't he? That's unique. That we, we don't talk about that anymore. You know, there's a lot of, there's, there's a million things you can do with that briefcase. I don't think Money in the Bank's dead. I don't think it ever will be because I think it can be, 
Well, I think it can be reborn every time because a cool cash-in is cool or a cool, like, the, it's a moments company and it can generate awesome moments. This was the total opposite. But this has got to be the worst ever. I remember really hating uh, Damien Sandow yeah. cashing in against Cena when Cena was injured in a, just a straight-up match where Sandow was a straight-up bitch. Like, they just worked a Raw TV match and an injured Cena beat him. I remember thinking that's as bad as this case can get because that's as, here's the clever guy doing the stupidest possible thing with it. This is worse than that. It, it's, wor- it's the worst one without question. Uh, whether it's a successful cash-in or a failed cash-in, you obviously go straight to failed cash-ins. Damien Sandow, Baron Corbin, obviously. But they got rolled up by Jindy, yeah. They literally, at least they were trying to win a world title yeah. that they'd never won before. The, the purpose of the golden ticket? Yeah. Just go to WrestleMania. Yeah. I, Has anyone, apart from Seth, kind of, just said, right, well, I want... Poor old Kennedy. Kennedy was going to yeah. call this shot, didn't he? And maybe that give them a bit of a... Maybe they were gun-shy after that or something, potentially. I think the second he was injured, the second they got the briefcase off him. So maybe... Yeah, let's, maybe it's one of those where it's like, right, okay, well, that bit is in the arse, so I'm not chancing that again, because mm. WrestleMania is the big important thing. But from a character point of view, it's the biggest pay window. It's the biggest platform. It's the one that makes you a star. Every single one of these morons, every single time, and even the heels should do it because they shouldn't be scared to do their jobs. Otherwise, why do you... And do them. Yeah. Should go right. I'm going to be the main event at WrestleMania, obviously. Do you know what I the like? Only, the only time I. Sorry, I think this could be the same, same one, point, yeah. yeah. The only time I thought, and it's maybe a bit hypocritical, hypocritical of me now to be like, well, what the fuck would you do it for the United States Championship? Is when Otis. Oh, no. I was going to say, Brian said he was going to go to WrestleMania, and then the big show and Mark Henry killed each other. And he was like, I'll do it now because it informed his heel turn. Yeah. That was when the yeah. yes movement started. Like, he won it as a babyface, but already there were signs that he was going to turn. And the first part of the turn is. Oh, class, Brian's won the belt. I thought you said you were going to go to WrestleMania. That's fine, it's fine. Yeah, he won the belt yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. That was quite a nice detail. See, so the, I quite like that. The Otis one, I didn't mind. The concept, at least, it, mm-hmm. was, it would have required a decent execution, and WWE at that time wouldn't have done it. No. Um, but it was like, oh, I mean, you shouldn't really even be in this match. You've back arsed your way into it. Didn't he just just dropped into his arms, didn't he? Yeah. They were mm-hmm. both pulling it. And he's like, oh, but I'm a tag team guy, so I'm going to parlay this into a tag team opportunity, yeah. maybe. And then when they just, like, there was maybe something there. There was a point where Mandy Rose was mentioning, oh, maybe I could use it for a woman's title shot. And it might have been part of the, obviously, because, you know, long term, they were setting up the big Tucker heel turn. We all remember Tucker's debut as a singles guy. <laughs> yeah, 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 That was just Tucker. But, yeah, just to, to cash in. I, mean, I realise we've done this podcast completely asked backwards, but... That's it's fine, this means there's nothing to say at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, to cash in for a mid-card title. I don't care how over it is or how much they've you know, so tried pathetic. to elevate it's it. It's pathetic, isn't it? Yeah. I, I well, thought it's the Raw's big title, actually. No, it's not. The world title's a big title. It's just not on this show. Even standing at the, on the ramp on NXT was pathetic. At least that was a world title. But it's not, though, is it? It's the NXT title. No, yeah. Like that, that, again, was level below. It's like, why have you done that? Oh, it's a stunt cast. He's never actually going to do that. Oh, he's done worse. Like, or, or worse or the same in the US title. Idiotic. The open challenge thing was the bit that really stuck with me when you mentioned that. I could have just answered the open challenge, got DQ'd, and then castrated. Dumbass. 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 Right. Let's go to the beginning of this show um, because it show, it started with the Usos coming out. Um and uh, they are plugging, obviously, the fact that there's got that huge match on Friday. Uh, the Usos versus the New Day. If the Usos win, they break the New Day's record of tag team titles, obviously. Uh, Jimmy and Jay talked about Crown Jewel. Uh, they talked about smashing 
Uh, the brawl Smashed him. They talk about Roman Reigns. Smashing. Smashing. Logan Paul. Uh, there's a New Day Rocks chant. And they say, yeah, they do rock, but uh, we're going to rock even more when we hold the record after Friday, basically. Out comes the New Day. Kofi congratulates them. Says, how you how you doing? They say, oh, I'm a bit private jet lagged, but you wouldn't know anything about that. Um, <laughs> and uh, they run through each other's Wikipedia page. Uh, and the users say, you know, you should be you should be proud, you guys. New Day, you're the second best tag team. And uh, Woods talks about them building their legacy from the ground up, not having their elders paving the way for them. They're first-generation superstars, actually. Um, and the user says, well, you don't know about the pressure that we're under from coming from this lineage. And Woods is like, you don't know what pressure's like. You know, I had to create, I create my own business because I was worried I was going to be getting fired, blah, blah, blah. Um and, uh, you know, we create this group and it's got this stupid gimmick of these preachers and blah, blah, blah. And we got booed when we debuted and people thought, you know, obviously it's just WWE. Yeah, they're going to be baby faces. No, they're not. Um, more history stuff. Uh, and they referenced a night. I like this. The nice touch of the Usos when they forfeited for Kofi Mania, et cetera, et cetera, which is always a lovely moment. Uh, and they said, well, you should just, you, Kofi, should pay us back. You should forfeit and you should just go home to your bloody kids uh, and he said, I couldn't look my kids in the eye if I forfeited to you. Uh, and Kingston also referenced, yeah, the New Day's uh, weird beginnings. Um, and they, they're, they're big enough Friday, and then for no bloody reason, Matt Riddle comes out. Bro. And uh, he's got his bongos, uh, and he says, oh, I, I didn't want to interrupt. Why did you come out then? Um, and he said, but I've got to tell you, Xavier Woods in particular, uh, that me and Elias are starting a band. And Jay Uso quite rightly says, shut up, Matt Riddle. Uh, and then he said to the New Day, um, do you want to hit my bong? What was he referencing there, Sige? Stand already. It's a drug reference, Hamlet. Oh, right. I thought it was a drum reference. No, no. You see... One uh, letter, one consonant. Yeah, that, yeah, a bong is a, an implement for... Anyway, uh, Woods and Kingston hit the bong. People say that alcohol's a drug. It's not a drug. It's a drink. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a go and doesn't move. Just get out of my face, basically. Jimmy does hit the bong. Um, and uh, he actually gets a bit carried away with it. And he says, whoa, 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 whoa. Two hits. And then, uh, then pass it on. That's another... Uh, what's that, uh, Sidge? Well, okay. When you imbibe the devil's lettuce, okay. The devil's lettuce. In a group scenario uh -huh. yeah, with yeah, friends, yeah. okay. Mm -hmm. The And you might have missed this because it was a very thinly veiled reference. Um, <laughs> and a very funny joke, if you know, you know. Is that when he says, you know, it's, uh, what does he say? Like, two, two hits and then pass the drum bang on. Or yeah, yeah. So the standard general etiquette when you're amongst friends and you, and honestly, honestly, my friends in this hypothetical scenario used to do this years and years ago, so I might not even know, but I think mm. that if you just go... <laughs> <laughs> and leave nothing or barely anything left for the mm. last person, the poor bastard on the chain, then you're a cock. Mm. You're an absolute cock. So that's what Riddle was referring to, because there are people who will just... The general thing is two or three. Puff, puff, pass. Puff, puff, pass, all right. Pass, pass, pass. You go, all right, okay, uh, you know what? 
if one of my friends was to say, you know, actually, I, I ruled it. Bought it. I'm probably got a little bit more actually. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, so like, uh, oh, it's okay. <laughs> the whole culture of it is pathetic. Or at least my friends told me it's pathetic. <laughs> Rule as right. <laughs> so right. I was then. really hoping you were going to say that. Rule is right. So you can have, you know, my friends could have like quite a bit, of, uh, or something. I don't know. Then, yeah, then the rotation starts, and it's equal. That means like my friends could get. An equal distribution of the the joint, and they're not waiting ages to get to the next bit. Nobody's bogarting that joint, basically. Yeah, the world of percussion is so fascinating. <laughs> to me. What's the bogarting thing again? Just yeah, just hogging it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and there's always one. He would just <laughs> like, oh no! He would just go. Said, All right, okay. So that's the very thinly veiled thing that my friends years ago would do. I think we've just seen a drug-related death because Joe's been moided. <laughs> so Jay doesn't want to hit the bong, uh, and Riddle says, you're not being very UC. Uh, and uh, he plays New Day Rocks on the bongos, and we set the six, man. Riddle sucks so much ass. And in one sense, I'm pleased about that because I never liked him anyway, but I wasn't going to deny that he was getting all the way over, and it was feeling like liked him before. the job had been done. The main eventer in Matt Riddle had been created and the project had been completed and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and here he came out and ruined what I thought was a genuinely really good law mm. promo. <laughs> Bang into me law here. I like the Kofi Mania reference. They talked about, um, which I'd completely forgotten about, so I don't actually be mind being reminded of this. Um, the bloodline smashing up uh, Kingwood's like crowd yes, and all that, like, that, that came up as well. There's, they've feuded, Great theme he had. They've feuded so many times that you can forget some of the details of the feud so that when it comes back around, they can bring them back up and it can be interesting. The chemistry, they've just got forever. Love like, the forfeit stuff. Yeah, the, oh, like, yeah was good. the addition of Solo Sokoa there as uh, Bloodline's new muscle. Yeah. Solo Sokoa and doing absolutely nothing. Solo Sokoa. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, I don't know, he's just a good vibe. So like, yeah. Solo Sokoa. I like him being there. Um, so yeah, I was bang into all of this. And then like, to be fair, the match is pretty great as well. But this Riddle character is just the worst. Again, it took all of, like, what, three weeks? It took until an, an investigation was concluded. Yeah. <laughs> this the, before this tickle. This keeps cropping up. Goes out for dinner. Investigation is concluded. A few million dollars spent. Pocket change. Pocket change to Vincent Mann. And all of a sudden, like, what, is he back on? Has he got, like, a bat phone or something at Triple H? Because the product's gone terrible. I, <laughs> terrible. I, you know, I'm a, a It was big, never that good when it changed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big fan of Matt Riddle. And I uh -huh. have been for quite some time. And even I, when it went, bro, normally I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> here we go, right? Even I went, oh, for f what are you doing here? What are you ruining this for? It was really aside good. From aside from to even up the teams quite clearly. It was really good. They illustrated the stakes. They had a really good heel. bloody time, by the way. The match is in five days. <laughs> Where's this been the last few weeks? Well, yeah. this is it. They've just gone on quick right now. <laughs> I thought this is genuinely a really good, stirring promo exchange. That even if it was the illusion of continuity, I was tricked. And then Riddle went and spoiled it by being an arsehole. By saying something stupid like everything he says. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> by saying something <laughs> stupid like everything you've ever said. <laughs> then we got the six-round match. Uh, guess who took the pin in this match with uh, Solo Sokoa? Is it the guy who uh, main-evented the penultimate pay-per-view, the, the second-to-last one we've seen? I'd have a huge complaint about that, you know, uh, because Matt Riddle sucks ass now, and... 
Uh, they're really going Yeah, hard. but why would I then watch the next pay-per-view if the last one, the results don't really matter? Fair, fair. But you don't book this match is the answer to the next question because you shouldn't pin the champions and they need to get out of that bad practice of pinning the champions. So you don't do, I don't think anyway, you don't do the New Day pinning the Usos to say, well, if that happens on Friday, the champions lose because then the champions are getting beaten. But you don't want to pin... Kofi or Woods because they're the ones fighting for the title so Riddle does sort you of fit. You want to cover so you because you don't promo so you, and then you do, do another match. So you don't book the match. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a good match, I guess. well how else are you going to kill 21 minutes? Well, Is that how long it went? Yep. There's a lot of that in the show. I thought of you during this. I was like it was trending at one point. The finish. Someone was running someone was running wild at one point and I was like here we go heading to the finish and then they hit a spot and I went we're going to another fucking break here I yeah. can tell. And then it I was, was like, a riddle it was a riddle like Hot streak, and then you're like, oh, yep, yep, right, good stuff. And then take it home. New. Rolls rolling on. What? There's this constant oscillation of, well, Riddle is such an arsehole and is so unfunny that Vince must be back. (laughs) And then, like the big Wardlow thing, revving to the other side of the equation. It's going 21 minutes for no goddamn reasons. So, probably even longer than the tag team match on SmackDown, which is the shortest show, which is absolutely arse backwards, Triple H, you hack, you lazy cheat code hack. Desperate for your critical acclaim, but you're not getting it because if you were a good booker, you would get it. I'm not being fooled. Mm. No one's getting fooled anymore. 21 minutes! When Raw... Raw oh, so it is Triple H because he's adding eight, at least, superfluous minutes to yeah. a match. And guess what? Hardly anyone in the crowd until the finish is reacting to it. Yes, the crowd was dead the whole show. People tell me this is a hard product. Not anymore, actually, they don't. No, it's gone away, hasn't it? But it was it's never like, oh my God, we're gonna wake now. A really hot crowd. Never, uh, I've, I've heard two really hot, three really yeah, hot WWE like crowds. That's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. Toronto, Saudi, and uh, maybe Toronto were like genuinely hot, good wrestling. Crowds. Did you mean to say Toronto twice there? Because that's funnier if you didn't. Toronto, Saudi, and maybe Toronto. Oh, Cardiff. <laughs> Cardiff, obviously. Oh, I thought you were saying, like, I thought Cardiff you were saying that, that than just Toronto. Yeah, Cardiff was Cardiff was about as loud, if not louder, than uh, New Orleans. WrestleMania 30, I'm telling you, it was wild in there. One last question on, on the culture. If uh, When Raw rolls on, is it the person that does a dive that's got rollers rights? Or the person catching it? <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, the guy who does a dive. You're not yeah. meant to catch it. Yeah. So Kingston hits so let's go with the Tornado DDT. Riddle got a hot tag and just started wrecking dudes. Suplexes, strikes, sentons. Uh, that's the wrong button. Can we do... Guess the thin did it did it did it did it. Guess the Thunderville drug reference from that idiot Matt Riddle is a game next week. Yes, yes. I've got uh, an answer in mind. Uh, so yeah, Jay comes back, super kick, neck breaker, gets him a two count. Riddle catches him in a triangle though, and uh, Jimmy's tagged himself in thankfully though. Uh, so he hits a splash on Riddle as he's going for that. Woods breaks up the cover, pulls Oluska out of the ring. Uh, he chucks Woods over the announce table, blocks a Kingston dive, chucks him into the steel steps. Riddle wipes him out with a dive. Jimmy hits Riddle with a suicide dive. Riddle catches Jimmy with a draping DDT and an RKO, but Sokoa's made a blind tag and he hasn't seen it. Comes in spinning solo, victory for the bloodline. Good action, uh, but too long. I am genuinely impressed with Solo Sokoa. I continue to be impressed with him, actually. A good call-up, really well Is he handled. the best ever? Really, well, we were talking about he's got to be like instant top five of NXT call-ups ever because so many were mishandled. Yeah. But his is going particularly well, isn't it? I think and he'll he be can, the very best ever. Who's and he can really gew as well. I think that's it. He lives right up to it. Finn, you wonder Finn Balor without the injury because they were certainly committed. Like you had to win on Raw to get to SummerSlam. Owens had a start. but Owens was, then he started getting called fat by Randy Orton. by the summer, wasn't it? Like, yeah, like we have to judge this in about a year. Yeah. But for now, 
Yeah, Owens started off better than Solo, but in terms of the storyline, how much... Yeah, yeah, this is quite savvy stuff, actually. Mm. Actually. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Then we got a video package with loads of Crown Jewel stuff. And then out comes JBL. Skip. Skip. I don't, I don't like his act. I hate it. Uh, skip means skip. Uh, Baron Corbin beat Cedric Alexander. Skip means skip. At the end of the day, skip means skip. Which what it means? Skip means skip. Both former members of the Hurt Business on Monday Night Raw on the night Bobby Lashley turns heel. We did call it on the preview. Enough all that. It's now time Thank for this. You heard. It's short. It's crap. It's wrestling related. The five star review. Review nailed it. And this week's five star review. Review is brought to you by. Eric Vasquez. Oh, he's a day one. One of the day ones indeed. Um, Earnestly loves The Fiend, and yet I earnestly love him. That's my Eric Vasquez take. There's another very loyal listener who we should also be shouting out today as well, is there not? You are are not wrong, my friend, and I'm firing up the old Twitter machine right now. I think if you fire up the Slack machine, actually, (laughs) you'll find it quicker. Slackually. Uh... No, that's it not it. slack because I reminded you. You actually <laughs> reminded us. Oh, yes, I did. I sent it. To Very good point. I'm just going to scroll past some of the poppers from uh, earlier on today. Uh, <laughs> Benjamin Winograd. No, he's no. Benjamin uh, Winograd, uh, whose birthday is today. Happy, happy birthday, oh, Benjamin. Happy birthday, Benjamin. Happy yeah. birthday, Benjamin. And happy birthday, Eric. Yes, because the reason good I guys. Picked, Cool uh, guys. Belated birthday for Eric. Yes. Belated birthday. Um, Happy birthday to your boat, good guys. Boat, great guys. Boat. Uh, if you salutations. Want, if it is not your birthday and you want to, you know, your name associated with a five star review review, all you need to do is subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five star review on there, suggesting something short, crap, and wrestling related for us to review instead of a god awful well, JBL segment on Monday Night Raw. Uh, or you can do it. Or Johnny Gargano. 
<laughs> or you can do it on uh, and Spotify as uh, as Eric Vasquez has done here, and just email me your review, Adam Wilborn at whatculture.com. Uh, yes, we'll just screenshot the five stars. Five star review. Yeah, we need the proof. Uh, Vasquez wasn't correct though in his guess that we were going to skip the Miz Gargano match. That's yeah. coming later. This, I think it's purely because we hit this match first, and mm. I just... So anyway, uh, he writes, Hey, guys! <laughs> uh, 48 stars to you guys. My thirty fourth birthday was yesterday, so as a late gift with just as much value, I was hoping you could review the Rock Raw Diva Search contestant segment. Oh, boy. P.S. would like Stax's thoughts on it, if possible. Sincerely, Eric Vasquez. Uh, well, we'll see if Stack shows up. Obviously, yeah. we're not in control. We don't have any yeah, choice. Geez, no one's in control there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, take us back. Diva Search 2004 was this pamphlet? Yeah, the first one. The first one. So we didn't even know what terrors awaited with the first Diva Search. A million dollars or a quarter of a million dollars, whatever it was. Yeah, and Vince McMahon surrounded by a bunch of women because he'd. He was like, I always think that. Remember the when Eve, the invasion, even he didn't like booking it anymore. Second, this invasion crap, this alliance crap. Like, that's pretty much how we felt about like Molly Holly and Trish Stratus don't have a good match. Yeah, I'm yeah. sick of this crap. Gail Kim, didn't make sense to me. So he just surrounded himself with women. John Laurinaitis got his dream job. All the rest of the yeah. horrible old perverts that have thankfully been gradually eroded, like, sort of washed away from WWE, eroded like the rankled cliff face, like cliff edge faces they've got. Now that Vince Mann has resigned in his career, hopefully we never get this sort of stuff again. But this was very much the start of it. Like, Vin, you we were joking last week of, I'd say this was part two of a two-part Vince McMahon shoot power trip era because 2003 was when he turned bright pink and constantly took, uh, his, took his top off on SmackDown. <laughs> and we were looking at 2003 Vince McMahon last week. It was like, right, can I... I was at the 2042 Vince <laughs> yesterday with that picture. Jesus Christ, that man has aged. Can I and be he's trying not to, and a it's guy not working. On a deck of guy with one leg while shagging Brock Lesnar's shoot girlfriend on screen. Yes, I think I can, actually. That's that's what <laughs> Monopoly's for, isn't it? So he did that, got that out of the way, and he just started becoming this terrible P.T. Barnum of women that he cast himself <laughs> as. It was grim. It's time to play the game! And what a game is that, Michael Sidgwick? In the middle of a five-star review, what? review we get in a game. The game is called... <laughs> what word did Kevin Dunn use to describe what he wanted to do with um, the Diva Search? Oof. Uh, Objectify. Word. He's obviously going to say that. <laughs> what did he want it to be? What did he want it to be? Because I was going to say smash them. But <laughs> you know, in a sort of a PR thing, uh-huh. Kevin Dunn used a particular word to describe how he wanted this to be. I feel like this is in your first book, and I cannot remember what it was. It is, actually. What book's that? Uh, Developmental Hell, the NXT story, available to purchase on Amazon or wherever you are. By becoming all elite, it is better. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot remember. By the both. both. Juicy. Ugh. Sophisticated. <laughs> <laughs> Piss off. There's a, you know how they, they, they're the least self-aware company on earth? Are they? There's a little bit of self-awareness. Here. So I don't want to say classy, because that would be a joke, but I want this to be sophisticated. So anyway, uh, Jim Halpert in the bow tie, not classy. <laughs> so Coach is hosting it, um, and uh, he introduces us to the six remaining Diva Search contestants who come out to a song by The Hives. 
Walk, idiot, walk. That was the theme for the Diva Search and destined to be the theme of the winner, Christy Emmy. Like, a cruel rib, like, within multiple great cruel song. ribs. Was a great, like, great song, but... A muck rib. Yeah, a muck rib. <laughs> muck man. Good. Uh, this was opening Monday Night Raw. Some good old days. I'm going to see uh, some happy meals here. <laughs> so, I've not... It's like a 25-minute segment, this, so I've not written it down verbatim. I've just cliff notes it. Um... JR, they're talking about it's each Short and crap, Eric, come on. <laughs> it's not long and Christy crap. Christy Hemi's there, Maria's there, um, and one of them, uh, King's like, he's, you know, erect. And uh, he's like, oh, is this one your favourite, JR? And he says, no. And uh, and he goes, that's because they're all my favourites. Uh, right. I like this, but it, oh. did, it did tickle me. <laughs> so Coach is set to reveal uh, which of the six women... <laughs> who are there in their bikinis, uh, is, is to be eliminated. And he, for some reason, he feels the need to explain, by the way, oh, yeah, you guys haven't seen this, just for people who are unaware. So I'm going to talk you through what happens. He says, by the way, elimination means you've got to leave the ring and then leave the arena. It's like, yeah, I get what elimination means, coach. Piss off. That's what he's trying to say here. Never did this, like, at the start of the show, then eliminated a woman at the end. They'd always fly all the women to the town, and then once they got there, get them out in the ring in the bikini, <laughs> and then boot one of them off. Like, every single week, it was the cruelest possible method <laughs> also, of doing this. Also, like, you think about all the uh, millions of... T- I, know, I know it was in 2004, but even back then, the millions of shows where they'd be like, Hamlet, Sidgwick, one of you is going to go home, and there'd be, like, 30 seconds of camera cuts between the two of you. Good luck, good luck. He just goes, Tracy's been eliminated. <laughs> Straight away. <laughs> go away, Tracy. Off you go. Just go. No teasers. Just which of you six women is going to be eliminated? Open envelope. It's Tracy. Jim Ross. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. So they've got... Hey. Go, 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 go back. Um, so they've got... Is the, it just the cowboy hat he puts on Twitter? Is there like a word as well? When he's like... Uh, Cool tweeting a gym pig. <laughs> you always, I don't know. It always feels like there is a word with the emoji. Yeah. It's just the emoji. Because he used to do, in the era pre-Twitter. Respectfully. When he was, was blogging, it was always uh, there. <laughs> Salsic. So um, they've got their assignment now, the remaining five for this week. Uh, Bag out. Which, Bag out. Which normally they do a little bit later. But you know what? Coach is going to flip the script a little bit. He's going to make them do it right now. They've got two minutes to each tell the coach how great he is. What? That's not what I normally do. It's normally sexy stuff like dodgeball or whatever, or ice cream cones. <laughs> He's like, no change of plan, actually. Not two minutes, five minutes each. And everyone's like, that's taking up the most of Raw. You can't do that. If you're somehow, out comes The Rock, uh, who's been doing, I don't know, Scorpion King or whatever it was, 2004. Uh, he's got a little bit of a beard now. Southland mm. Tales era rock. Yeah. yeah. You ever seen that? Yeah. Weird film. Mm. <laughs> I wanted to like it more. Yeah. Truthfully, because The Rock was in it, I wanted to like it more. He, uh, good he, enough. Wasn't good enough. <laughs> then it was a poor follow-up to Donnie Darko, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he uh, tells Coach to get out of the ring before he gets the ass-whooping of a lifetime. And then does the whole, finally, The Rock has come back to Anaheim. Which is what, is that where he returned in 2011 as well? I just made that up off the top of my head. You might be right. He would always... Like West Coast areas were big ones for the like the speculation on the rock. Do you know the rock in two thousand and four? This is not. I just thought about this now. They just let his contract expire in two thousand. They were just like, eh, if you want to do your Hollywood, we're going to do your bloody Hollywood thing. Like they fell out with Steve Austin over him wanting the trademark of Stone Cold, and they just let the rock go. Two thousand four. Like, we got triple fucking H. <laughs> I don't need you two. <laughs> triple H and these five foot five guys that are also as wide as they are tall. Everything's going to be fine. <laughs> now. Uh, 
The Rock is my favourite wrestler of all time. He's one of the coolest guys of all time, in my opinion. But for some reason here, he also goes, <laughs> hello, mamas, uh, to the start of his promo. And I was like, well, uh, comment section's come early here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they always do. <laughs> they always do. Uh, and he says, yes, do. he turns and talks to, talks to the ladies. Um, he says, uh, I can see you're all admiring The Rock. The moment I came out here, you got wet. With perspiration, that is. It's hot under these lights. Oh, I see what you mean. Well, uh, Sage, what could he possibly be alluding to there? <laughs> okay, when... Uh, not, it's not necessarily all the time, but when um, a woman gets sexually aroused... <laughs> it's like... Pussy get wet, so... Uh, <laughs> that's what we're talking about, huh? <laughs> The last from last week. Don't need any sex that's this That's the joke, <laughs> Hey, it's 2004. God, give me a goddamn break. And then uh, The Rock turns his attention to Lillian Garcia, who's there at ringside. He's talking about being a diva on, on Monday Night Raw. And he says, uh, easy big fella to his cack. Yeah, uh, yeah, you should have asked me because I want to fly over these assholes' heads. <laughs> easy big fella, you know, he's touching his, like, next to his knee with the ex. <laughs> with the, uh, the implication is that um, it's on a flop. It's flop. Cock is like. Uh, if you saw the Channel 4 documentary uh, you I saw did, last yeah. week, it's nothing to brag about. It's a life ruiner for them poor guys. <laughs> he says, uh, you know, look, Lillian's there. Lillian's a, a diva here. Um, but that's not the job she's always done. She used, to have, she used to have a job at the sperm bank. She's like, what? She used to have a job at the sperm bank. She got fired for drinking on the job. <laughs> Good line. Is it? Is it? Yeah. And so the Rock <laughs> introduces himself to uh, to the women, specifically to Carmella, um, because he's heard. <laughs> Come on, come on! The sperm are getting milked like cows by people saying "gag." That's t- I know, like Brian Gwert's exclusively Rock's right by this point, but that's as Vince as it gets, isn't it? <laughs> what happens to one of these sperm? I want to go. <laughs> So the Rock introduces himself to Carmella, and he says, look, I've heard, uh, I've heard all the girls hate you. <laughs> he says, don't worry, we've got something in common. I was the same, you know, seven, eight years ago. No one liked me either. You know, you've got to stick to your guns. You've got to believe in yourself. You know, is that what you think? It doesn't matter what you think. Uh, he's done his stuff. Uh, and then he <laughs> completely buries the ice cream cone segment from a few weeks back. He was like, that was really good. Nah, basically. <laughs> He says, no one wants to see you guys eat ice cream when you can eat poutine pie. The same thing. (laughs) (laughs) Right, hang on. It's time to play the game. Do you remember this segment, Sage? Um, Not as vividly as you. Yes. (laughs) I feel like you do. You've got a weird encyclopedic brain. Can you remember who brings out the pie for the women? I'll give you a clue. It's a star. Is that what's behind his skin to make his head so square? (laughs) 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 There's going to be pictures on Twitter later today, then. No, I think it's also so short. I think Hamza's genuinely handsome. I saw him with uh, the long indie head. I'm thinking, yeah. get me the red spot back in time. <laughs> and I'll have a taste of that. Grow it out again? Hmm? 
Why don't you grow it out again? It's the middle bit. It nearly happened in lockdown, but that, like the middle period where it's just... Uh, like, yeah, no, I was there as well. You right. get to that point, it's just... Oh, it's not worth the... She was saying worth the squeeze no more. Also, my wife kind of hates it now. Really? <laughs> she liked it when I was younger, but I mean... I'm going to be 30 goddamn eight next year. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's going to be like, a bit like you know, when you see them with their Ian Brown hair. Yeah, I, Paul Weller hair. Wellens. Wellens. Wellens like. and Dickities. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so can you remember which... WWE superstar brings out the pie for The Rock. Two thousand. Do you remember this? See this? I've got a guess, but I think I'm wrong. Actually, mm. but there's only one person I can think of. Who are you going for? Do you want me to show you the two thousand four Raw uh, Raw roster? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I remember it's a it. Bunch of jacked up guys with short hair. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it Mark Jindrak? Oh, could it be Garrison Keaton? <laughs> is it? Hurricane? No, dear, that's wrong. Is it Eugene? No, dear, uh, that's no. wrong. You're, you're closer on the right track. It's got to be someone he can make fun of. It's Tajiri! Out comes Tajiri with the pie, and they're going to have a pie-eating contest, and everyone's basically jacking it in the crowd in excitement. He's like, bloody hell, the weed's good here in Anaheim. And they got lemon, they got apple, they got coconut, they got cherry pie. and uh, Cherry pie, of course. Yeah. Of course they got cherry pie. Uh, and he says, uh, Tajiri, what's your type of pie? And there's a nice casual bit of racism in there that I'm not going to mention. And he yells, Poontang pie! What's he uh, referencing there? Uh, Tajiri. Talk about some poontang pie. Poontang, right? It's not a food. What? It's not, it's not like a filling. You know how, like, well, so you can have like, you can have like savory mince pie, you can have a sweet mince oh, pie, yeah. you can have cherry pie. I actually made, I actually made on the day that um, Twin Peaks of Return mm. premiered, I actually made my own cherry pie and a lot of and all the rest. So you can have cherry. Do you have it with coffee? Because you're a yes. tea guy. I had just for the vibe. Like a couple of sips of coffee just to get the vibe and the yeah. aroma, but then not the whole thing. Because <laughs> I'm not the biggest coffee guy. Um, you can have apple pie. You can have like rhubarb pie. Custard pie? Yeah. Yeah. Custard so. pie. Um, corned beef pie. Yeah. Tremendous. Absolutely tremendous. Steak and, and ale. Steak and ale pie. And ale. Chips and gravy. All is good. Poontang isn't a food. It's, um, it's a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Cat pie. So the, so the first guy... I'll try dog pie. The first diva, um, <laughs> they, get, they get 20 seconds to eat a pie, basically. And he says, you can do whatever you can have fun with it. It is so degrading, this. Yeah. The first one... Can we just put over the... Just one more time. Reiterate, this is phenomenally degrading. Yes. Hideous stuff. That's um, <laughs> why Ruth's discretion isn't real. Because this is the actual but worse. I tell people in every article, I'm the kid with a vein... Meme guy, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ruthless aggression shouldn't. Why did that stick as an era? Because there was no other identity to it. Yep. Um, so the first girl eats like one cherry from the cherry pie and uses her twenty seconds to be like, "I hate Carmella." Basically, <laughs> actually, era stunk of cum. Ruthless aggression era stunk of like carpets with the remnants of cum on it. Like the UV, yeah, I. That's it. it wasn't UV the cum. actual jizz? Yeah, it yeah, wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't the jizz and cacks. It was the people have left the room and it's just a room full of jizz from the cacks. So cacks, this cacks have gone to Hollywood. This Max come back and do a guest band and never come back again. <laughs> this girl... Blue all over the place. <laughs> this girl, like, bearing in mind, they're in WWE, World Wrestling Entertainment. She uses the promo to be like, I hate Carmella, and I'm going to challenge her to a match, WWE style, down and dirty, right? She eats one cherry, and I was like, boo, it's not sexy enough, basically. 
So then Amy's next. Amy, the one who ended up in JBL's cabinet, correct? Um, And she just goes, right, I understood the assignment. She licks the cream. King ejaculates immediately on commentary, basically. And they're all Wasn't she like in her mid-twenties? Amy Robert. Um, Then it's Carmella's go. um, And obviously she can't lick it because that's already been done. So instead, she just rubs the pie on her breasts, and the rock goes, "Oh, get a shot of that!" <laughs> like it's the comment section, uh, and she feeds Tajiri a bit. Generous. Uh, then Maria. <laughs> then. Then, uh, then it's Maria's turn. She uh, she puts the cream on her nose and licks it off. Oh my god! Come on, and she like how we're meant to be. Like, hating this. Sorry, yeah, yeah. I didn't mean to press that. So, she also looks down the camera lens as she eats the cream. I didn't touch it. I didn't touch the button. <laughs> <laughs> then it's Christy Hemi's go. Did Christy Hemi win this eventually? Yeah. Uh, and she says, um, my butt's hungry. It's been eating my panties all night. Sorry, it's been munching my panties all night. So, she, she sits. She sits. So, she sits. So she sits on the pie and the commentators rip their cocks off, basically. Long story short, she's like, she's sitting on the pie. Uh, <laughs> the rock's so lost, he's like, have we done all five? Is this is it finished yet? And then out comes the coach again, but he's got he's got backup. Do you remember who he had his backup? I'll give you a clue, they're the tag team champions. Oh crap. <laughs> that should be a clue. That should be a clue. Uh Caden Murdoch. I was just going to say Caden. Yes. No. Jindrak and Cade. No. La Resistance. Correct. Sylvain Grenier and Robert Conway. La Resistance. Because I think he's already gone to SmackDown, hasn't he? Uh, To do his French guy thing. Um, Coach says, ha ha, time is over. Uh, We're going to give to... 2004, so checks out. (laughs) (laughs) He says, Tajiri, we're going to give you a Chinese ass whooping. Oh. He's from Japan, isn't he, Tajiri? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's going to give The Rock an ass-whooping of a lifetime. Rock cuts a promo in Chinese that hasn't aged well uh, and says that basically translates to just bring it, bitch. Um, so they run down, and actually, La Résistance. Did any of this age well? You should point out that none of yes, it has. Yes, yeah. Don't no, make a special exemption for The Rock being raised. Up until this point, it was fine, and then he got a promo in Chinese. You know. La Résistance, uh, of course, because uh, the French elected not to yeah, that was also bad. compete in the war at the time. And uh, WWE was like, you fucking what? You fucking cowards? Like, French heels, straight away, like, next day, JBL cutting a promo. Those French, French frogs! <laughs> you froggy cowards! Scott Steiner sent out there to debate with Chris Nowinski about the politics of war. What, you want to be like, what, French? <laughs> <laughs> you French pussy! <laughs> so, actually, La Résistance uh, and the coach have the numbers game. So they beat down The Rock and Tajiri. The Rock's in the corner. Look at this, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Sell him for someone. Um, and uh, the coach slaps the taste out of his mouth. And then, of course, who makes the save? Sige. Think. For who? For The Rock and Tajiri. William Regal? No. <laughs> he got he got by the same pop as this is about to get. Rhino. Ah. Ah. <laughs> That's exactly the pop it got, by the way. People are like, huh. I like Rhino and ACW. Me too. He runs down. He makes the save. Great swearer. One of wrestling's oh, all-time all swearers. All-time great swearer. He uh, gores Sylvain Grenier. 
Uh, Robert Conway uh, gets kicked by Tajiri, and then that, of course, leaves Coach all alone. And uh, they really milk it for about 10 minutes, it feels like. It's about 30 seconds. Of the coach going, let's let's go! Like, psyching himself up, runs straight into a spine buster. People's elbow, if you smell! And then Raw rolls on, presumably, because that's the, the end Rock of it. The Rock have... Wonder I'm trying to, like... I can't quite picture the segment, but... The Rock have, like, a little Sean Dyche disc beard. He, that is the look at the time. No, he had, like, a proper, oh, okay, proper so beard. Right, yeah. beard. It wasn't that one, yeah. And he had a, a white vest on that he throws into the crowd at one point and a bloke just jumps all over about three different out of the vest and then he's got because uh, he has to do that because he hasn't got an elbow pad and he's in jeans and yeah. timberlands or whatever on his feet uh so anyway um that was that was that thank you to eric vasquez for that should we go to the comment section no okay well here we go anyway uh <laughs> into once the again, toilet we go <laughs> once again these do not reflect the views myself the daily boys or what culture wrestling of course uh, just a reminder, we've done, I think, one segment on Monday Night Raw so far. We'll, we'll, oh, we'll rattle through it after this, because yeah. this is going to be fun. Uh, any so all of these, uh, the IP addresses come from a safari park, <laughs> I imagine. <laughs> nice. Uh, you want to guess the first comment? Right, okay. Right, okay. The, uh, uh, somehow, I have found myself... Burrowing into the psyche of these people <laughs> too long and too deep and too often. And I'm worried that I know what they're going to say. They like to really articulate the subtext. Earnestly, the thing that I do is a bit. <laughs> I eat all of their pies. <laughs> it's not that. They want to be the pie. I was, I, I was desperately <laughs> looking for that because we've had a few of them recently. I mean, there was someone to be a fish. I wanted to be the Miz's ear. Uh, oh, I showed, showed Sid the other day in the office. I meant to mention this on a podcast. Uh, Jade Cargill posted some photos from a hotel room sitting on a bed, and someone was like, I want to be the sheets. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Wrestling 316 writes, you just don't get quality television like this, same with WWE anymore. Nowadays, it's all about BS agendas. La resistance. La resistance. Yeah, yeah. One of the 15 BS agendas. Uh, a month ago, UB0 writes, God, I love The Rock. He could nail every single one of them all at the same time. What a How hero. many cocks has he got? <laughs> How many cocks has he got? Did he mean his catchphrase? Catch easy, big fellas. <laughs> easy. It's <laughs> got Grand National down there. He's going to release the Kraken. Uh, right, Kyle Warren. <laughs> Kyle Warren. Like, just... Right. Oh, is that the same Carmella that wrestles now? Clearly not. It's 2004, <laughs> you knobheads. <laughs> Looks completely different. Honestly, there's people this stupid. Right. We could get content out of this. <laughs> <laughs> Ten wrestlers you didn't know are the same people. People do get content. Have you seen some of like, the thumbnails on there? You won't believe who this is. <laughs> it's because it's not. That's why I don't believe it. <laughs> uh, Bryson Comey writes, oh, I mean, he was so beautiful. I didn't realise how much back then because I was drawn to Christy Hemi. <laughs> oh, God. Is that something friggin' Ted Mosby would say in an early home at your mother where the writer said, I'm just drawn to you. But I would be. I'm an architect. <laughs> oh, this is not friends. This is not friends. <laughs> Cameron Fitzgerald. <laughs> this could do with an actually, uh, as part of it. You can see Tajiri go hard a few times. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah, I was trying to 
shape an article title around that time that John Cena got a boner in that match with Trish Stratus <laughs> just yesterday. So, uh, and yeah. then arrow pointing to his cock. Yeah. And then final final couple comments here. How's uh, he got on that? <laughs> Did he fancy Trish? <laughs> <laughs> Final couple of comments Who's here. Who's this? <laughs> we, we, uh, uh, don't forget the views of myself, Dad, boys. I know what culture wrestling, of course. Uh, Anthony Bourne writes, Christy, sexy back then. Now she's married with kids. Ugh. <laughs> That's, oh, uh, don't, yeah, uh, don't give these people the oxygen. Uh, and then room plate, one, two, three, finishes off. I'm uh, sure he did. <laughs> I'm positive he did. By saying, oh, when I was young, I was spanking the bank big time on Christie. <laughs> hang on, hang Spank on. in the bank. Spank yeah, it's Zeus. the wrong phrase. Zeus. This, this phrase so spank he's bank. The bank, yeah. Where he's, he's, saved, he's saved all of his grotten grumble. Yeah, but he's, he's hitting he's it. Spanking <laughs> the bank big time on Christie. Sounds like the, the whole internet is the bank to this guy. Looks like I spanked the bank, actually. <laughs> Can't come, guys. I'm busy spanking the bank. <laughs> I'm actually coming, though. That's the <laughs> thing. Oh, God. Uh, thanks, Eric Vasquez. Happy happy birthday for yesterday for that one. Thank you. Thank you for... That can be serious for a moment, right? Don't... <laughs> People think that women being allowed to wrestle is, like, good because mm. this is the bar. Yeah. No. <laughs> like, absolutely not. It's the bare minimum. Let's stop celebrating the bare minimum Michael Hamlet on Raw. <laughs> so back to Monday Night Raw, uh, where they mentioned Logan Paul's cell phone video. Yeah. Uh, it's got 40 million views. It's because it ruled. Oh, how much was awesome. <laughs> uh, then out comes Seth Rollins. wasn't his theme. Uh, <laughs> he's happy to be in Pennsylvania and loves the fans. He's already babyface. We didn't need to do what we did in the main event to babyface him because he's already babyface here. Um, he's uh, he's ready for the open challenge and then out comes Judgment Day. Um, I still don't understand they do the light in the ring thing. I'm angry on the stream about this. It's amazing. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, they surround the ring. Finn Balor gets in and says, you cast me gold a few years ago. Now it's time for me to return the favour. Um, but before... <laughs> <laughs> they shouldn't have done a French stereotype. <laughs> How dare WWE? How dare they? How dare they? So before he can accept the challenge, he gets interrupted by AJ Styles. What does uh, he say? <laughs> What a commentator make of all this. <laughs> Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson in there. They face off. Rollins is like, I'm going out of here then. Remember when AJ Styles was pretending to have been blinded in an attack and he's like, oh, what's going on in the match, Corey? And Corey was like, oh, that's absolutely fantastic, AJ. You've just seen this amazing move. Oh, God, I wish I had saw it. Remember that? That was, yeah. so that good. was great. That was good. Um, Star says, we're not done with you, Judgment Day. You see, the problem is it's always been three against four because of Rhea Ripley. You know, we had a Rhea Ripley problem. Um, and unfortunately, we couldn't find our solution to Rhea Ripley. 
because she found us instead. And then all of a sudden, Rhea Ripley's jumped on the outside. And who is the newest member of the OC? But Mia Yim. She lays her out. Kendo sticks the crap out of her. Everyone brawls. Ripley gets chucked over the barricade. There's a moment, a lovely moment with the Styles and Balor. Uh, but Balor gets out of there. Carl Anderson shoves him into the steel steps. Dominic Mysterio comes off the top. His media gets caught by Styles and hit it with a Styles clash. Great finish. Judgment Day, great. Um, Mia Yim was... Like, the source of a bit of debate, wasn't she? Was it that she wasn't really what a lot of people said she was from a somewhat celebrated indie run, or was she badly handled by NXT, and then especially WWE with the retribution stuff? Now was an opportunity to see which one that was. I think that's like a fair game. This is not one of them, oh, Christ, just another Triple H favourite backup coming in up TV time. I'm genuinely curious to see how many yeah. does proper time around. The gimmick she clearly feels a lot more comfortable playing off. Partial critical claim from what she did in Impact, but then it's Impact, so you never quite know. I, I think this is like absolutely worth a shot, this. Oh, absolutely worth a shot, yeah. Yeah, really like this as an addition to it all. Um, Murray's a major fan yeah. of Mia Yim. Mm. I retrospectively got into Mia Yim because he pointed me in the direction of some indie matches where they were in agenda ones, and it was just quite interesting to see her chucking around massive guys with really steep Germans, so just that Damien Priest at Survivor Series were good. Yeah. Uh, Kathy Kelly's backstage with Rollins saying what's going on with the open challenge. She says, don't worry, we'll do it later. Uh, but not be you. <laughs> he turns to the baby face. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's always dawn before the darkest with Seth, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Otis versus Elias came next. Skip. Skip. Oh, come on, <laughs> done it. oh, no. It only went three minutes. Yeah. Uh, Elias. Dom- three minutes. <laughs> How's things going? A lot better than Elias. Jesus Elias Christ. dominated for the most part, uh, but Gable gets oh, gets on the apron and Elias has to take him off. That distraction allows Otis hit the, hit the world's strongest slam for the pinfall win. I suppose this is another development in the story of like Elias being like, well, you were meant to be my mate, Riddle, and you're pissing off, and it's just going to be a nice wrinkle to that story. Yeah, you get the tag match next week, don't you? Uh, Judgment Day are caught with the backstage. They say, me and Yim solves nothing. They're all really wound up by all this. Uh, <laughs> Dom tries to cut a promo and Rhea's like, shut up. Um, I'll take it from here. Can I put Rhea over for her? Um, did you hear what she was talking about in the background when that actual in-ring segment was taking place? Oh. She had a great line, but I can't remember. But she just bantered someone off the face of the earth, and it was just she's majestic. She's yeah. so good. Uh, and she has a little moment with Bianca Belair as well as they're leaving. Um, speaking of which, Bianca Belair uh, is entering alongside former now tag team champions Asuka and Alexa Bliss, uh, and they show some fan footage uh, of them getting into in the argument, getting into it in the parking lot with Damage Kataral. Uh, so Bianca Belair calls Damage Kataral out. Out comes uh, Bailey, uh, Kai, and Sky. Dakota Kai uh, puts themselves over. Talks about them winning the tag titles again. Uh, talks about Bailey. Yeah, you beat Bailey, but you haven't. Pinned her. She's, you know, she's she's beaten you twice, if anything. Um, Kai says, we're two-time tag team champions now. And Bliss says, oh, you wouldn't have done that without Nikki Cross's help. And then, Michael Sidgwick, it's over to Asuka and Io Sky to yell at each other in Japanese. Oh, my God. Which was, yeah, rather enjoyable. Incredible. I tweeted this, the mega fans will forgive me. I'm not being hyperbolic, and I'm not trying to be some, like, contrarian arsehole to make a point. Obviously, no one wrote this. They were told, go out there and cut promos on each other in Japanese. And because it was so venomous and they were so fired up and it was so aggressive, and yet you could infer from their tone without... I didn't understand, obviously, a single word of this. I don't think the vast majority of people who did, did. But you could tell that they were sort of being kind of sarcastic, furious, 
cutting. And because of tone and because they had agency over their own words, not only did I think this was significantly better than genuinely, literally thousands of WWE scripted promo segments, the crowd sensed that they were saying very real things to each other that weren't scripted by some arsehole, and they were getting really into it. You could feel them coming out their seats and like just getting into this promo exchange. What a harrowing, telling lesson this is. It's lying at the foot of Triple H's doorstep at this point. There's a way to do this in wrestling and look at the way the crowd reacted to what is essentially something they cannot understand a word of. And yet, because it felt real and because it was so brilliantly performed, the feeling and the tone mattered exponentially more than literally some of the worst words I've ever heard written and orated on any television show ever. It shouldn't be such a revelation to WWE that their audience don't want to be treated like simpleton losers but it's just so baked into the way they script and the way they book that at this point they don't really know any other way to do it that was what i found so fascinating about this for the mayor whoever had the light bulb moment of just letting them go out and do this on monday night raw of all shows i thought was well like this is why there's still so much faith in the triple h project i guess is because yeah we said it from the start it's not really about wrestling getting used as a word or first names it's about significant systemic changes and like does Vince McMahon ever let this appear on television of course he doesn't so the idea that Triple H or somebody underneath him pitches it and it gets approved gives people the hope and the the this idea that things can be better I think because that was that was so big for the for this to even occur let's be consistent here I would love Penta to be able to do this on AEW yeah. television mm. because he is an absolutely awesome promo you can just tell even if you can't understand the words and it's just it's it's a Absolute sham on the part of Tony Khan that Triple H got there before him with this sort of thing. Mm. I've been campaigning for it for ages. I can tell that Tanahashi, you heard Anita cut a promo. Oh, my God. I haven't ever understood a single thing he's ever said, but he just gets me so fired up. Much more of this. Way, 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 way more of this, please. And she called Asker a bitch at the end, did uh, EO Sky? So if you, in case you were they got the reaction before yeah. that, though. Uh, Asuka hits Sky with a back fist. A big brawl breaks out. And uh, do you want to take it from here? Bianca Belair's promo. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, I can't believe how he swung to the opposite extreme so quickly. Bianca Belair, because they have to get war in, because they're doing the war games match, says, after like the, the fight or whatever yeah. it was, this isn't a fight anymore. No, this isn't a match anymore. This isn't even a fight. This is war. I struggle legitimately in this moment, to recall a more unconvincing bit of dialogue (laughs) and delivery in my long-suffering period as a WWE fan as an adult. I found it impossible to purchase what she was trying to sell me here. Utterly impossible. It was a verbal version of uh, Bianca Belair selling for the very slow-moving golf cart that broke before it hit at Crown Jewel. Like, it was a verbal version of that spot. It's like, ah, that's fake. Mm-hmm. Don't believe any of that. Um, this was this match was always destined to be a better graphic than a better build, and they have at least achieved that with the two vacant spaces, particularly on the babyface team. You know, you know what it's all building to. They, like we talked about this, didn't we? This was running out of steam long before. Uh, this point now when we knew it had to get to war games, so we're, we're kind of getting it anyway. It's on them to have a great match on the night, I think, because nothing they're going to do on TV 
like outside of what you would assume now would be these well what i guess like cm punk slash white rabbit teases for sasha and naomi that's the yeah that's the blueprint now isn't it no pun intended but like that's what you imagine will be will make up most of this build yeah uh belair announces it's coming to an end at war games um and then nikki cross attacks belair from behind and uh yeah damage control lay out the baby faces and bailey tells belair see you at war games it's just it's like triple h needs shooting for this it's done and dusted Bianca's beat it comprehensively. There's pinfall. Like, getting out of it with pinfall, I think it's nonsense. They're going to run back Karen Cross and Drew McIntyre because Drew escaped the cage. They wanted the cage match, so it should be definitive. Those results should matter. Yeah, shoulders getting pinned at the mat is not the point if the rest of themselves want the stipulation. Rubbish. Uh, then we saw earlier on in the day, it's ironic looking back on this, Shelton Benjamin uh, is arguing with uh, Austin Theory, and uh, Theory calls him Mr. Irrelevant, and he's like, well, I'll see you out there. And then Austin Theory gets a, gets a bit of a morale-boosting victory, and you think, okay, they're, they're shining that penny back up. Big uh, win, big win. Big win for Austin. He slips out of an ankle lock. Benjamin is great at wrestling, obviously hits him with a German suplex for a two. Looks like he's going for a big avalanche suplex, uh, but Theory pokes him in the eye, which the referee misses, and hits him with eight hand down for the victory. No one wanted to watch this match in this no. arena. It's the dissonance between decent action and just no one giving a single toss. I find it almost impossible to watch. Truly, truly. It's uh, like watching pandemic wrestling. Out comes The Miz. Uh, cuts a promo saying Johnny Gargano's claims are false. Um, he's, he had to defend himself to his friends, his family, his fans. Even his own father believes Johnny Gargano. But uh, his PR team's formulated a response, and he's even off the back of this news. Uh, spoken to the very uh, big movie movie producer about turning all this into a film. Out comes Gargano. Uh, off. He says he f- off. Who'd watch that? <laughs> he uh, he says he always liked uh, Mrs. Dead, actually. Um, and... Um, He's going to have to blow the whistle on himself, though. This gimmick's not over. Um, he, uh, he says, oh, um, I thought maybe after last week you're going to pay Dexter Loomis, but that's not going to happen. So I thought maybe I need a little bit of stronger evidence. So I hired a private investigator to play the movie producer that Miz had dinner with, and she was wearing a hidden camera. And here's the footage. He's got a TV remote from home, a universal remote that controls the Tron. He's going to show it, and he shows the video of, uh, yeah, the Miz finally caught. He's been exposed by Johnny Gargano. He, uh, yeah, he admits the investigator that Gargano's been telling the truth. Um, everything's been going great, but he stopped paying Loomis because, you know, projects come to an end. People stop getting paid, and, uh, yeah, he's been busted. Tomorrow, November the 9th, is the 25th anniversary of the Montreal Screwjob. Did Triple H book this entire thing because he's still bitter about getting the f*** ethered out of him by Julie Hart with a single better promo than that big nose ever cut in his f***ing <laughs> life? Is that why all of this existed? Did we sit through three months of this absolute shit for this one segment? Because that's what I was left thinking afterwards. Oh, a hidden camera documentary with a microphone. 25 years since what? I am prone to hyperbole and recency bias, okay? And that will be something I cringed at harder than this. There is nothing worse in the world when someone thinks they own the room Someone thinks that they are the nucleus of the social group and goes on these big, long-winded stories under the impression that they're really, really, really funny. I cringe at this misplaced arrogance. I hate it more than I think anything. Like, genuinely, I just want my... I just want to die in those moments, man. I just don't want to be there. And Johnny Gargano is that guy. He's trying to be there. Hey, I'm Johnny. 
<laughs> Everyone's laughing at Johnny. I own the room. I'm Johnny. Did he do some stupid things with his faces when he was doing the rewind? Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was, was funny. He was doing that when you do it, not yeah. when he do it. He's going, I'm rewinding it. And he's an arsehole, and he's the worst person I've ever met. And honestly, <laughs> he's trying to be. He's got two gimmicks now. He's got a whistle and a remote yeah, control. A remote it's like control. when they put a crown on Jim Duggan's two by four. It's like, all right, chill out. He's got he's a flag already. <laughs> trying to be like the prop comic who's like the easygoing eye on the room. Maybe yeah, one day I could look him all to Monday Night Raw. Triple H, if you're giving the belt, maybe. I want to be renamed Johnny Jukebox and hit it when he comes out. And that's, how <laughs> music, that's how his music starts. This character's an arsehole. This character's a complete hey. geek. <laughs> this character is absolutely profoundly unfunny. Mm. Um, this character is cringeworthy in the extreme. I feel... I would feel sorry for him if the performance didn't make me despise him. <laughs> it's this weird sort of ethical crisis I have watching him and his thing, his new thing that he does, where he's like trying to like really add to his argument by how bad the Miz is and how bad he's been behaving in this when he kept saying and and but because it's Johnny Gargano, Ubercock, he's saying and the point he's made and I was like die <laughs> I literally went, as he got the, pulled the whistle out, I went, oh, don't do it. Yeah. It's not the and thing was killing me. Like, I was honestly dying. <laughs> and this is We're all slowly dying, if you think of it from this grandstanding <laughs> like, <laughs> philosophical perspective. We are born to die. We are slowly decaying throughout our existence. We are in a constant state of death. This accelerated it <laughs> big time. It's the most Vincent McMahon it gets as well because Triple H thinks this is brilliant. That's yeah. like that's I think that's the cloud of doom around all of this is uh, like Johnny will get backstage and arm around the children. Triple H, good job, nailed it again. You got about ten people chanting Johnny for the match of the Miz, so <laughs> yeah, you get the rest of them with more of this pal. He, he thinks it rules. Honestly, we are a leather Kangol hat away, and then Triple H thinks he's nailed this Johnny Gargano babyface run. Mm. It's awful. Yeah, and then it was time for the wrestling match between the two of them. <sighs> Like Which, so that turns out then that Johnny Gargano and the Miz isn't the match, and Miz Loomis really is the payoff. Yeah, that's what we've got. That's what comes at the end. of Speaking of like careering towards death at a rate. Yeah, sixteen minutes this one. Uh, oh and Gargano got oh some good stuff in because he's really good at wrestling. Johnny Gargano. Let's play this match. Let's Maybe the Miz should get a film deal because I thought the way he dragged himself under the ring was actually quite convincing. Mm. That was good. That was more interesting than a single wrestler move that Johnny Gargano performed. <laughs> I did like the bit he kept hitting him with slingshot spears. Uh, and at one point, I think uh, he goes for it and just, Miss just goes out on the knee, head off, you <laughs> prick. Uh, um, Gargano counters the skull crushing finale, hits a few super kicks, hits a suicide dive, but uh, then Miz shoves him into the announce table. And then suddenly, Miz, yeah, as you mentioned, gets dragged under the ring. Uh, and he's like, bloody hell, ref. Uh, uh, that creeps under the ring then as the ref goes to check that. It's all a tr it's all a trick. Miz has uh, brought himself a like had a bit of turnbuckle from under the ring or whatever. Clocks, clocks Gargano with it uh, and Miz pins him for the victory. And then as Miz is walking out, tapping his brain out, outsmarted you. He gets nailed in the back with a steel chair. There's Dexter Loomis who then hightails it away from security. Oh, I thought Johnny Gargano was a geek when they were talking, when he was talking. And he's yeah. even more of a geek at the finish. And... Honestly, watching 
The Miz and jo- Johnny Gargano working a 60-minute Johnny Gargano mo- match, I can only really accurately describe it as the same sensation I get when Shane McMahon is doing like his technical <laughs> showcase. So I don't really buy this. I just can't buy this at all. I wish I'd checked this before we came this in. This guy doesn't want to be a wrestler, and he's going 16 minutes with like the best pure wrestler in the company. What what, what are you doing? You can't write? Like, I wonder if The Miz as well, the real person, do you think he's trying to figure out where he fits? Under Triple H. And he's thinking, yeah, I'd love to, boss. Actually, I'll go 20 if you want, just to show that he can, but he can't. So what, what do we do? What are we doing here? I didn't check. Gargano's record's got to be around 50-50. Yeah, of course it has. It has to be. Yeah. Um, Main event time. No, not yet. It's time for a world title match. Um, <laughs> Kai is talking to Nikki Cross, saying, oh, you need to take your frustrations out at, at war games. And she, and then Bayley's actually, oh, don't do that. Uh, do it do it tonight. And Cross like, thank you, please. Um, and they've got a, a title match, the 24-7 title, that is, um, against Dana Brooke. This went two minutes, Cross dominated and won with that swinging neck breaker of hers. And she's so she's so bloody bonkers. She forgot the title. She left it in ring. Yeah. And uh, Bailey had to put it on her shoulder. Thoughts on the match? Zero. They said that um, Dana Brooke was like a fighting champion or something. And I'm pretty sure Triple H hasn't used this. Title since he took over. Yeah, he's over in July. I don't think we've seen that was it. That's wrestled in August. My notes tell me here. That was like a McMahonian rib. That wasn't it. Yeah, he could go quite deep. Um, I have as many thoughts on this match as there were decibels to uh, soundtrack it. Fair enough. Now there were many decibels in the Wilborn household and what came next, um, but uh, not ones that WWE intended. So. Damage Control and Nikki Cross are walking backstage, and uh, Nikki Cross is in that orgasmic trance, and she's uh, walking. And we've just normalised straight away. Yeah, you know, Nikki Cross is orgasmic trance. You know the song. She's just walking back. crazy. But mad. Bloody Sige, something we've been campaigning for for a long time. It's time to it's time to bin off this twenty four seven championship. It's never had the prestige it had after the first person won it. I can't, can't remember who off the top of my head did win it the first timer. <laughs> <laughs> but. So, Hamlet, she's going to, she's in the orgasmic time, but she's like, ah, I can't be asked this ball. It's stupid, this belt. Let's, yeah. let's bin it. Let's put it in the bin. Put it in the bin. So she's just going to, and it's going to be, a, it's, a, it's a no looker, Sage. It's a no look shot from, for three from downtown. <laughs> huh? She's just going to, get that, off my shoulder, boom, into the bin. Keep on walking. Missed the bin. She missed the bin. This was hilarious. She, AJ styles it because she literally can't put the belt in the bin. She had one fucking job, <laughs> right? Bailey, to be fair, tries to salvage Very this fight. Bailey's brilliant. She kind of has to, has to act, you know, because what the hell's just happened? Looks down at the detritus that is this 24-7 title folded on the floor, then gives Nikki a strange sort of cross-eyed look and is like, eh? <laughs> and on we go. Jesus Christ, man. Like, I like the idea. Should we pre-tape it? Why do we need to pre-tape it? It's just putting a belt in a bin. How could that go wrong? Like, oh. Now it's, you know the worst thing about this, right? Now that she's missed bin, are they, and obviously we assume this was the end of the belt, are they going to run a bit where like R-Truth finds it on the floor? And there's like, oh, we thought the 24-7 title was dead. Well, that would be more fuel for the conspiracy theory, shall we say. Yeah. All of this is bad. I don't think Nikki Cross does a convincing job of somebody unhinged at no. all. Like I've watched wrestlers really pull this off in the days of yore. Um, days of law. That's what this is. Uh, I don't like the act. Oh, Rosa Brody-esque from Nikki Cross. Yeah, it's just, no, no, no. I'm not buying what any of this is trying to sell me. First thing I went to watch back 
after I watched Raw first time. So I was like, did you get that in the bin? I watched it. I didn't. I don't get a chance to rewatch much in the morning. I'm still quite tired. So when we got in, I was saying, Murray, did you miss the bin? Yeah, she missed the bin. I thought she did. But it just raw, it rolls on. So you're like, well, on to the next thing. Got to get back to the bin thing later. Uh, nice moment backstage with, with me, Ian, and the OC. They say, we've got the toughest woman in the building. She's welcomed into the OC. And she's like, guys, don't worry. The uh, the beers are on me tonight. And Star's like, careful, those guys can drink. God, they're so bloody cool. <laughs> the bloody lads. Don't have for beers with Uncle Al. Uh, then it's uh, it's time for Seth Rollins to come out again. All right, we don't need to do that. I'll talk over again, actually. Uh, he talks about being in WWE for 10 years. Um... And uh, gets he gets a thank you Rollins thing, and he's he's got an open challenge. And then a poo appears on the Tron. Why do you need to appear on the Tron? Just walk out. But anyway, it's Mustafa Ali, and he's gonna. <laughs> he's so funny. <laughs> it's he's, gonna, he's gonna accept the challenge, and then he just gets boom taken out. Of course, it's Bobby Lashley, uh, and he's like, "Yeah, you prick. You know all this history with them in the United States Championship. But I'm gonna accept the challenge." Ali tries to fight back, and Lashley just chucks him over some boxes. <laughs> Yeah. Don't do it again. Like that burial city, that. <sighs> burial city. So uh, I think we, we go to a break then, and then we come back yeah. and we get the big Lashley entrance. Uh, and Lashley's new thing is attacking people before the match starts. Uh, Ali's career's dead. It's absolutely dead. That was an indication that they don't really like him. Did you see, because Rollins was popular, when Ali first popped up on the Tron, got booed, and then they cheered so wildly when the big, muscular badass, the likes of whom they've been conditioned to support for their lifelong fandoms, killed him like he was a... <laughs> like the gerbil in the Simpsons gag. Yeah. This is the part of the job I hate. <laughs> That's what they did. That's what they did to Ali. And these fans popped for this. Would be really good underdog baby face, just eating those Yeah. Uh, so, so, yeah. Korea is dead, but uh, he's an infinity stone. So I can't, not for me to say. <laughs> I just sat miles away from the microphone there because you're doing your chair gimmick. He's, uh, he's got some Infinity Stones as Triple H. Don't worry about Korea's dying in front of your eyes in really slapstick fashion. He's got some Infinity Stones. It's your um, T-Pain bit every time. So Triple H's like, ah, we're going to do a double turn here. But typically, somebody has to eat quite a lot. So is it going to be Bobby Lashley or is it going to be <laughs> Seth Rollins? Must have reality. <laughs> <laughs> we need to find somebody that suffers the consequences of this. Uh, so, yeah, Lashley attacks Rollins before the match could start. Rollins tries to fight back, but Lashley just wrecks him, uh, backdrops him, hits him with a flatliner, sends him into the ring post. That, I love that spot of his. He did it to Theory twice. Mm. And even though I was like, well, what's going on? <laughs> that spot gets me every time he's off the ring post. Uh, slams him through the announce table, uh, and then a million officials are there going, what are you doing, Bobby? And he has to leave for some reason. And then, like... I can only imagine what watching this live would have been like. So Lashley goes to leave, and Austin Theory passes him. And you're like, where are you off to, Austin? And he's there, and he's posing over, and they're like, well, we're going to be back in a few minutes. And I was like, what? And he comes back, and they're like, yeah, bollocks, I'm cashing it in. And you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> he cashes in for the US title. We've, you know, we've, been, we've covered this ground, obviously. And they do the whole, you know, obviously no one, well, very rarely does someone cash in and immediately just one, two, three. Get, chucks him in, hits him, decks him, uh, gets a two count. He's like, oh, bollocks, right, oh, get up, neck breaker, two count. Oh, right, that doesn't work, panicking, panic starting to set in now. I've used my money in the bank contract on this, and it's fucking stupid already. 
So Rollins gets back into it, sets up for a pedigree. Theory versus pedigree. That's got to be it. One, two. No, another two count. Um, then Theory goes for a, a rolling drop kick. Uh, Rollins counters into a power bomb uh, and super kick, forearm strikes. He goes for the stomp, but Theory counters a town down. Right, that's it. He's got it. The United States title. He's already had before, but still. One, two. Bobby Lashley is back and he pulled the referee out of the ring. And Theory throws a kid's fit like, oh, you've ruined it, you bloody idiot. And Lashley just goes, right, I'll kill you as well. Like, as I say, runs him into the post head first a couple of times, puts him in the hurt lock. Theory's out. Uh, the referee uh, wakes up uh, and starts counting. Theory just beats the 10 count. The match rolls on. Stomp, one, two, three. Rollins beats him. That's it. <laughs> Buried. So done. We've talked about this. I'll add one more thing. As a spectacle, the segment of television was very dramatic. Mm. Yeah, the Bobby Lashley heel turn will probably work mm. on this evidence. Uh, like more than I would have given them credit for. I don't know why you've decided to do it. Maybe you really want to like turn up the volume as a heel in time for the Brock Lesnar rubber match. Maybe, but mm. I think it'll go better than I would. They just botch a lot of stuff, Loki. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you have it. This uh, this week's Raw review. Hey guys! Hey, all right, Stacks. Oh, I just right, remembered that Alaska's actual Stacks appearance, and uh, we had actually fulfilled that side of our agreement. So I uh, thought I'd pop along and uh, just quickly tell you one quick joke. I got more jokes. You got to listen to the NXT preview to hear more. Are you sticking jokes, around so. for that? Oh, does that mean you're staying here for dinner today, Stacks? Rather I than flying back? I can't stick around for dinner. I got to shoot off straight after we record <laughs> the preview because I got the, the jet on the helipad or whatever else we made up, and I got to get over to NXT. Well, Eric Vasquez specifically, he, he probably will welcome a joke as a mm. bonus, but he did specifically want your thoughts on. Have you ever seen um, The Rock doing a Diva Surge segment in 2004? Uh, uh, young Stax, Stax Jr., you might say, uh, practically ripped his cork off watching that growing up, and uh, I left some interesting Stax. comments online. Did you let comments online about it? I, uh, I may have done, but uh, under a pseudonym, so uh, no one could ever possibly... Find out. Do you want to know what you've my... Just, uh, you've just said it. What? You've you, just said you it. you want to know what my uh, name was online? Rune Plate 123. Uh, <laughs> so uh, if you remember the old Spank Bank, uh, that's the first bank I learned how to rob. That's good, Stocks. Anyway, one quick joke. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta go. Very <laughs> quickly, guys. Uh, did you hear about the man who robbed a pie shop? Well... He was caught something handed. Mm. Has he been held in custody? That's right, he's been held in goddamn custody! It's the way I goddamn tell him! I'll see you on the NXT preview! Bye, Stax. Bye, see you, Stax. That was chaotic. That was, <laughs> was last minute. It's good job you remember that. I forgot. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I had to just do something quickly. That's why I couldn't obviously yeah. be involved in all the. What were you doing? Tech stuff. Oh, right, yeah. okay. But yeah, it, I haven't stopped recording it because you couldn't upload it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was... Uh, you uploading the news. That's what I was doing, yeah. which you can get. What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcast from. Oh! <laughs> as well as ups and downs a little bit later on, and of course, our preview for NXT. But uh, for now, let us know your, your thoughts on Raw. That's going to be fun. Uh, on Twitter, at WhatCultureWWE. Watch there. You can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflit at... Michael Hamflit. Follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. Uh, and make sure you subscribe to WhatCulture Wrestling for daily wrestling podcasts. But for now, this has been the Raw Review. My thanks to the Dadly Boys. Thanks to Eric Vasquez. 
thanks. Benjamin Wino Greg, happy birthday <laughs> to you both. <laughs> Why not? It's Winner Grad, isn't it? Winner Grad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just doing a bit. I like that though. Why not? At Brooklyn Mario One on Twitter. Is he from Brooklyn? Brooklyn, yes. That's class. I just like it when people are from New York. Imagine just having access to New York whenever you want it. That impresses me, Benjamin. Well, uh, happy birthday. Belated happy birthday to Eric Vasquez. Five-star review reviews submit on Apple Podcasts, or you just screenshot your five-star rating on Spotify and email to me, adam.wilborn at whatculture.com. My thanks to the Dadly Boys. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.